are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a July 1st start of a new season, new offseason, and a new season, 2018-19. It is here, Locked On Blazers. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, and your host here of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It is the first day officially of the new NBA season. The start of a new free agency period means the start of a new season in earnest. And uh, the Blazers are already looking uh, quite a bit different in this new season than they did last season. And maybe not in uh, the ways that uh, folks hoped. And especially when it comes to the feels and the uh, you know, the, the kind of emotions that, that have ha- happened in the last 24 hours is pretty pretty uh, remarkable. And this is definitely going to be the fabric of this Blazers team is going to be different. There's no way around that. Um, and we'll start with the biggest news that Ed Davis has signed to a one-year deal worth $4.4 million with the Brooklyn Nets. So the Blazers lose Ed Davis, who was, while, you know, maybe his functions... Uh, are, you know, replaceable, being that he's a backup center. Uh, But he was a great backup center. And uh, the other thing that you lose there is a locker room presence, uh, really the the vet of the group on last year's team, and uh, a guy that uh, gave the Blazers a little bit more attitude, a little bit of an edge. He, He really, I think... Uh, got Damian going, Damian Lillard, and I think got a lot of people going. And he, he was a great guy to have alongside, you know, while he was here to have alongside, uh, you know, maybe some younger, more inexperienced guys like Myers Leonard in his first year here. He, Him and Myers played pretty well together. And then, you know, Leonard gets hurt. And then this year, you know, and then, and then Ed gets hurt and has a, you know, rough year. Uh, two seasons ago, and then last season came back really strong. Uh, him and Zach Collins really started to work well together uh, in the second half of the season, and I think you know those are his on-court functions. I think him and Jarrett Allen, the the really promising center for the the Brooklyn Nets, I think those two guys could do do some damage, and I think that's going to be fun. Uh, but ultimately, the Blazers lose uh, um, not only. You know, a, a very, very useful player from last year's team. Excellent offensive rebounder. Key, I think, to their identity uh, as a team that rebounded the ball well, especially on the offensive glass. Uh, I, I think that was one of the bigger differences for me in out of these three seasons that Ed Davis was here, the one where he was hurt, the Blazers weren't as good at rebounding and they and they didn't. Uh, do as good of enough job, especially on the offensive glass, and they didn't do as well uh, it, with regards to you know how they finished in the Western Conference when they didn't have Davis uh, rebounding on the glass, and you know it makes you wonder what they're gonna do at the big man spot. They do 
you know, in uh, defense of Portland's uh, asset allocation because of their mistakes or their, you know, their big deal, their mistakes and, and the spending spree of 2016, the, the mistakes that every team made basically, but Portland is the really the poster child for that overspending. Uh, but you know they've got Myers Leonard, you know, getting over ten million, getting ten million plus a year, uh, and then you've also got Yusuf Nurkic, who is a restricted free agent, one of the few restricted free agents that the Blazers have after they did not elect to extend qualifying offers to Shabazz Napier and Pat Connaughton. So. Uh, Nurkic has to work itself out, but uh, Davis won't be there. Zach Collins has come on strong, and he will probably play uh, a lot more. But it, I guess it, you know maybe this means that Nurkic is going to be here to stay. That they believe in Nurk and they believe in Zach Collins, and uh, also Caleb Swanigan uh, to fill in some of those backup center minutes because I think uh, Swanigan has a lot of skill, but uh, his, you know his foot speed I don't think is there. Uh, for playing against the four in today's NBA, which are much quicker guys, usually a lot smaller. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think Swanigan's eventual NBA home, also his long wingspan, I think he could really contest shots really well, and he's a good rebounder. You know, maybe we see more Caleb Swanigan. The Blazers didn't go after a big in the draft, and they went after two last time. Uh, and so maybe this is a sign that they believe in those guys as well. Uh, but Ed Davis gone. Damian Lillard uh, upset. Uh, Got to say, I mean, that is that is a key thing to watch here as for you know the the last year or so. You know, we've been seeing Dame come out or not come out and say you know things but his actions having the meeting with Paul Allen um, and I think there's an urgency here now because we're entering Dame's seventh season here and he continues to have to deal with a team that it it seems is getting younger and and, and going backwards after um, the last couple of months of, of Neil Olshay's rhetoric has been the Blazers were exposed in the first round of the playoffs. They needed to get more playoff experience. They needed to get guys that were ready to contribute in the postseason. And to lose a guy like Ed Davis, who did, you know, has shows up no matter what day of the week, what time of the year it is, if he's healthy. And he was last year and he was excellent. And uh, you know, was probably Portland's best center for a lot of the year just because he knew what he could do and knew what he was good at. Um, but, uh, you know, Nurkic has a lot of potential and, and, and could still round, and he's very young, uh, could still round out to be a better player. But uh, leadership-wise, and and I think, uh, you know, the way he brought it on a nightly basis, the way that the Blazers could count on Ed Davis I think is something that they're going to miss a lot. And Damian Lillard tweeted a, a heart, a, a broken heart emoji. Uh, CJ McCollum tweeted, uh, "We lost a real one." And uh, I, it, right now, you know, this is it's very early in free agency. It's July first, the first day. So, uh, you know, there, there could be more moves coming, and we still don't even know what they're going to do with Nurkic, what kind of offer he might get from another team or from the Blazers. But as it stands right now, it's hard. It, it, the Blazers 
clearly have taken a step back, it seems like, with the loss of Ed Davis at a time when they've been saying, especially Neil Olshay in the front office, in his appearances with the media, on ESPN, uh, that he wants the team to add more veteran talent, more proven talent, and uh, you know we've seen them get a couple of draft picks. They, they've added some shooting in Gary Trent Jr. They also made a signing yesterday uh, that we'll talk about after the break, but it, it, it's hard to see how... Um, at least after today, the Blazers can can realistically sell to us that that they got better because um, right now uh, they, they 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 have gotten worse uh, as it stands right now. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about the Blazers' newest signing that they made last night after losing Ed Davis. So uh, last night, the Portland Trail Blazers did add someone to their roster and. Uh, you know, p- perhaps it's it's a little unfortunate for him to have to uh, join the Blazers on the heels of the loss of Ed Davis, such an important player to uh, Portland's locker room, to I think the fans here in, in Portland, a guy that really uh, gave them a toughness that, that that they really just didn't have for for much of the the time that he was here, and I think I, I think Davis really embodied that. He really kind of gave them a little bit of a, a goon edge to him and uh, also had experience having you know been around the league for as long as he has. But um, the Blazers clearly are doing something a little bit different with the, with this addition of Nick Stauskas that they're prioritizing shooting this year outside of Damian Lillard. At least that's what it seems. Um, defensively, I have concerns about where... Uh, they're going to be with Nick Stauskas on the defensive end, uh, adding him to to the Blazers. The Blazers had a nice, you know, solid defense last year, but I, I, I have trouble maybe figuring out how Stauskas fits into that. He he's signing with the Blazers for a minimum deal, according to Chris Haynes of ESPN, and uh, he he shot forty percent last year in in thirty five games with the Brooklyn Nets after getting traded by the Philadelphia 76ers for, I believe it was Trevor Booker, uh, who was traded to Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia subsequently released Booker, and Booker ended up on the Pacers. But anyway, all those details and minutiae that you don't need to know. Stauskas shot 40% last year. Um, you know, he's kind of had a rough go of it. I think in the NBA, he... he was drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Was was kind of like was uh, uh, I think unfairly put in a rough spot where where the the Kings owner made a comparison to say that he was he's big like Clay and he shoots like Steph. I believe is the 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 old Vivek Ranadive quote about Nick Snauskas. and uh, you know not not quite uh, not not really at all. Uh, but he. Had a pedigree in, in college, was on a good college team, uh, you know, came in uh, as, as a guy that a lot of people thought could could score and play at the next level. It's taken him a while to get there, but he's improved his shooting over the last couple of seasons. So maybe that gives you some hope that he can continue to do that here on a team that I, you know, fair to say, you know, they had some opportunities to, to score, but. Uh, you know, a lot of times, especially in the playoffs, they weren't ready to knock them down. You've got a guy like Evan Turner who doesn't really shoot threes, 
And uh, then you also have a guy like Harkless who's not really – who shot well last year but is not, I don't think, a reliable shooter. And then you have Aminu – who and, and and more importantly than whether they're reliable or not with Harkless and Aminu or and even Turner is that teams won't guard them at, at a certain level and it, it's it, it it does it becomes at a certain point about how the defense reacts to the threat of someone shooting almost as much as it is the actual shots that go in I think that's where we saw the absence of Alan Crabb last year because teams had to respect his shooting and now Portland gets a guy who's Six six, you know, may not, he's probably he's not very he's not rated very well as a defender, but he's six six. Shot the three has shown an improvement with his three point shot over the past two seasons, and he's growing a little bit, you could say. And he's still very young at twenty four years old, so uh, and he's going to be twenty five when the season starts. But it, I think you know it's at the minimum. It's it's fine, and um, it, it, I think if they th- had to get him for the minimum, that tells me that Pat Connaughton is probably going to get a bigger deal. If they if he doesn't get a bigger deal, then I'm not exactly sure that I agree with this move because Connaughton had a pretty nice season. He's a strong rebounder. He's pretty tough, um, and 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 maybe you keep him around, uh, but. Maybe they had some intel that that Connaughton's going to get a bigger deal, and if that does indeed become the case, that Connaughton gets a, a deal that uh, that's pretty high, then I can understand where Portland is coming from in going the minimum route with a player like Stauskas, who they can maybe rebuild his value in a way that the Blazers have done for guys like. Mo Harkless, uh, for guys, you know, even guys like Connaughton, who was a second round draft pick and, uh, you know, kind of worked his way into a player who can get a big contract this summer. And uh, you, the Blazers do have a track record of, of improving guys and, and, and getting guys in what a lot of people call the second draft, where uh, players become free agents after and their you know lottery picks and they didn't maybe work out in in the situations that they were in harkless is a guy that was kind of like that where he didn't really work out in orlando and then the blazers brought him in and and they rehabilitated some value from him and i think uh they're trying to do the same with wade baldwin who is a first round pick for the grizzlies so the blazers are trying to build their team uh with a lot of you know younger guys looking to stick in the league uh, but it, whether they're veterans that are willing to contribute, that are ready to contribute in the playoffs, I don't think we know that. And I don't think they are. I don't think Nick Stauskas is that guy. Maybe he, we, he's proven wrong and we're proven wrong. And maybe he rounds himself into a player that can contribute in the postseason. And he does have experience, but he doesn't have playoff experience. Uh, he's never been in the postseason. So this is one of those things where, okay, in a vacuum, I can totally look at um, the idea of picking up Nick Stauskas for the minimum and having that look like a a good move. You know, I I think in a vacuum, it is a good move. But if there's nothing else coming, it's hard for me to see how this is a sell to Dame at all. And, and I, I can't imagine Damian Lillard being happy with this. I can't imagine C.J. McCollum being all that happy with this if this is all that they end up doing, 
where they have Nick Stauskas and Gary Trent Jr. and Anthony Simmons. You know, they're clearly getting a lot more skilled guys, guys that can dribble, shoot, and do a little bit more with the ball. They're a little bit more creative, and I think that that is encouraging. But Dame and CJ, you know, they don't, especially Damian, who has been here for seven years now, or going into his seventh year, is. I don't, he, you know, he doesn't have the time, you know, to to wait on on maybe these uh, reclamation projects working out, and and I know that uh, maybe that's the position that the Blazers are in, but but it doesn't seem very tenable if if I'm Damian Lillard, and I if he's frustrated, which you know it seems like he is from his uh, social media and just from what we know about the situation with him being here and the way they went out in the playoffs last year and how so clearly Portland was not ready to compete in that postseason series after a really good season, I think is, is going to, is a, is a tough sell is a tough thing for, for Dame to swallow. And, um, I'm not surprised that he's not upset, that he is upset and that, uh, uh, I mean, he has every right to be upset right now with where the Blazers are at. And uh, I think you have every right to be upset uh, considering where we are right now in free agency. So Portland loses Ed Davis. They add Nick Stauskas. Uh, so it's a new era. We still have no new updates on some of the Blazers' other free agents. Yusuf Nurkic mainly is who we're talking about, a restricted free agent. The Blazers made a qualifying offer to him, but it does look like the Blazers are going to be without Shabazz Napier and Pat Connaughton, who are both unrestricted free agents. So we're going to talk about some of the other signings in the NBA when we come back in a moment. So before we wrap up this uh, episode of Locked On Blazers for July 1st, the first day of free agency, because going to have to get back here to to the the work over at LeBron Wire. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but it's kind of big time for LeBron James uh, in the NBA. And so we're writing all about that over at LeBron Wire. But there's plenty of stuff also that went down yesterday that affects the Blazers, that affects the entire NBA. And one of those happened in Portland's division, or a couple of those actually. And the first and the biggest one was the biggest story in the league yesterday. Paul George agreeing to a four-year, $137 million contract. Uh, that fourth year is a player option, so it's a three plus one. But Paul George not only staying with Oklahoma City, but staying there long term. Uh, that is a pretty big, that's a, a huge win for Oklahoma City, for the front office, for Russell Westbrook. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough for the Blazers in the, the same division to see a guy that they tried to trade for last year that Olshea made uh, a pretty big offer for. From what I was told and what has been reported, and and that is, uh, you know, they didn't get him, and 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 now uh, the Thunder have him. They were able to convince him to stay, and I think that was kind of the idea that a lot of people had when they were suggesting, hey, make a trade for Paul George here, and you know, it, I think it was the right call, but unfortunately. Uh, for the Blazers, the the Pacers didn't want to play ball with Portland. Obviously, Kevin Pritchard, being the former general manager of the Blazers, probably played a part in that, uh, and, and not wanting to help the Blazers as a, the team that fired him. Uh, but 
Paul George staying in Oklahoma City, that was huge. And then a, another big deal in the division, or a couple of big deals, Nikola Jokic signing a max deal with the Denver Nuggets, and then Will Barton agreeing to a four-year, $54 million contract with the Nuggets as well. So, so that was big. Uh, some more Western Conference news uh, that, that took place yesterday. Trevor Ariza leaving the Houston Rockets and signing a one-year $15 million deal with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that, I think, I think was a shocker to a lot of people. Obviously, the money, you obviously respect him for taking that, but when you look at uh, the, the Houston Rockets and, and, and their ability to contend, uh, losing Ariza really hurts them. And so uh, it, it's hard to see... Houston, now that they've basically almost assuredly missed out on LeBron uh, because LeBron chose to opt out uh, of his deal to become a free agent, uh, you know, the the most feasible way for LeBron to get to Houston would have been via trade had he opted in, but he did not opt in. And so that basically rules out Houston for LeBron James. And it's kind of down to the Lakers, the Cavs, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have a, have a long shot as well. They're meeting with LeBron's reps today. Uh, so that's the, the LeBron update for you. And then so that could affect the Blazers as well, being as the Lakers are in the Western Conference. If he goes to the Lakers, that would be big. And another guy that is rumored to potentially be a Laker to be a Lakers target, not potentially he is one. Demarcus Cousins from the New Orleans Pelicans. He's coming off a torn Achilles, uh, which is a brutal injury to come back from. But uh, if they get LeBron James, they have a pretty young team around him. They can tread water for a little while, wait until Cousins is healthy, uh, and, and he can kind of come back at his own pace and then be ready to be on a team with LeBron James that will try and compete for the Western Conference Championship. So, uh, you know, that's really interesting. Does LeBron trust the Achilles? Who knows? And then one more uh, Western Conference piece of news. The Dallas Mavericks signed DeAndre Jordan to a one-year $24 million contract after Jordan opted out of his the final year of his deal with the Los Angeles Clippers. So uh, the Clippers going to be a very different team as well. They lose DeAndre Jordan and uh, with him the last vestiges of the Lob City era, uh, an era that the Blazers had a hand in destroying uh, in the first round of the playoffs a couple of years ago when they beat the Clippers after Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin got hurt. Austin Rivers, another member of that team, was also traded last week for Marcin Gortat. So uh, lots of changes in the Western Conference, in the NBA, more changes to come. Uh, I think if you're a Blazer fan, you got to hope that there's more coming here in the next in the coming days from, from Neil Olshay and the front office because uh, after losing a guy like Ed Davis... And in adding Nick Stauskas to the table, uh, it seems it's kind of hard to see them uh, being an improved team. But uh, maybe there's something more that is yet to come. So until next time, uh, we'll be back here on Lockdown Blazers. Keep it locked and stay in touch. And we'll see you as free agency continues.